0: On behalf of myself and the Boeing Company, we are sorry, deeply and truly sorry. That was Dennis Muhlenberg. I submit to you, and this podcast will be about how instead of running a multi million dollar corporation right now, Dennis Muhlenberg should really be in jail. This episode, Trial by Billions, Boeing Gets Away with Murder. We'll be talking about the Boeing Corporation and their actions and really inactions in the early 2010s that led to two aircraft falling out of the sky, killing over 300 people. My name is Darius Jansen. I'm a firstie or a senior cadet at the United States Air Force Academy. Here at the Academy, I study legal studies and that's what this presentation uh, is for. Joining me today is Jolie.
1: Jolene, 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 Jolene. Yes, I love it. Hi, everyone. I'm Jolene. I'm very excited to be here today.
0: Awesome. So, uh, Jolene, you're obviously a uh, junior. Tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: Yes, so I'm a junior here at the academy. I am also a legal studies major and I actually would love to be a pilot someday, so I find this topic very interesting. I'm very excited to hear more about it.
0: Awesome. Um, prior to this, Jolie, do you have any aviation experience? Or tell us about it. I about it. have
1: very little aviation experience. I've flown four times in a plane powered flight, but I had a great time. So, awesome.
0: So, much. so, Jolie, you're, you're a pretty good representation of most people, I think, who will listen to this. So, Jolie, if you ever hear me um, or if I ever use aviation term of art or aviation slang, um, just interrupt me and clarify, because I really want um, any viewer to be able to understand. I actually think that was a big problem and why... Um, Boeing got the outcome they did because the average American listening to the news um, isn't going to understand some of the terms that were used. For example, Jolie, if I told you that um, an erroneous angle of attack sensor was forcing the elevator trim to override the pilot's flight controls, Does that make any sense to you? Yeah,
1: no, I feel like I was supposed to learn that in (laughs) arrow at some point, but that just did not stick. Yeah, so
0: our goal will be that by the end, that does make sense to you. So we'll we'll see if we can get there. All right, so um, the beginning of our discussion is with Boeing and Airbus. Have you heard of Airbus? Obviously, you know Boeing. Have you heard of Airbus? Um, yes, I have heard of it. Okay, so yeah, Airbus is essentially Boeing's competitor um, in the airline aircraft making industry, right? They pretty much split the market share fifty-fifty um, of commercial airline planes. So um, Airbus is especially known for um, their Airbus three hundred and twenty series. Boeing, they have several famous aircraft to include seven thirty-seven, seven forty-seven. All of their aircraft are seven-number seven, but. So they're big competitors in the commercial airline industry. In fact, if you're flying on an airline, you're probably on a Boeing or an Airbus. Anyways, in late 2010, Boeing is essentially caught with their pants down. Airbus has announced the A320neo. The A320neo is revolutionary in the fuel economy it can offer to its customers. Um, Airbus, when they announce it, The sales they get even before the aircraft is ready is is tremendous. It's truly going to be the next generation um, of airline flying. And Boeing has no competitive aircraft ready to compete. Essentially Airbus is going to take over the market share. They're going to own airline aircraft because their A320neo is going to change how people fly and what airlines expect from their aircraft so Boeing being caught off guard um, they decide to rush to get out a competitive um, a competitive model of their own so aircraft they have something known as variants or derivatives so I, I guess a good way to describe aircraft derivatives or variants think of an apple an apple at its base is an apple but you can have different types of apples right you can have a green apple a red apple I just saw a video about a black apple So you have these different types of apples, but at their core, they're the same apple. That's how commercial aviation aircraft really work. For example, the 737, which Boeing is known for, has been around for decades. But what they do is they make updated variants or derivatives where they'll put some new flight equipment, maybe change a thing or two, but at its core, it's really the same apple or the same airplane. Now, the reason this model is attractive for um, commercial airline manufacturers is because it takes a lot less money and a lot less training, right? Essentially, they don't have to reinvent the wheel, they just upgrade it. Another big and important factor when it comes to variants and derivatives is that, let's say you have a 737 pilot who's trained on um, the type A 737. If you make a type B, and it's similar enough to Type A, that pilot may not need new training because it's essentially the same plane with only one or two changes.
1: So is what you're saying is Boeing has created a variant and not a completely new plane?
0: Exactly. So if you would have seen it in the news, it would have said 737 MAX 8 crash. So what made the MAX variant special, again, remember it has to compete with Boeing's A320neo and what is expected to be the unrivaled fuel efficiency. So, to compete with that, the 737 MAX variant is outfitted with CFM International Leap 1B engines. And I know that sounds completely crazy, um, but essentially it's outfitted with new, bigger engines than the previous variants of the 737. Does that make sense?
1: Yes.
0: Good. So, because the engines are bigger, they need to go higher up on the wings to allow them to clear the ground. They can't stay where the normal 737 engines were because they would essentially be on the ground, right? So they have to move them up and essentially a little bit higher on the wing. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it seems like a pretty small change, Um, but that small change would actually be one of the links in the chain that led to um, the 346 people dying. So because of the new location of the engines, the 737's um, flying characteristics were completely changed. You remember I I talked about earlier, you really wanna avoid big changes when you're creating a new variant because it can lead to um, additional training, um, pilots needing to spend a lot of time in simulators um, and just a a lot of cost for airlines. So the new location of the engines would cause the aircraft to be prone to the nose rising very rapidly on the pilots. So when you're flying, you want to obviously have good control, where your nose is maybe between 0 to 10 degrees above the horizon. But the MAX in flight testing solve issues of the nose rising very rapidly. So to augment this rapid nose rising, which could be very scary and concerning um, if you're flying, the Boeing Corporation created a new system known as MCAS, MCAS or the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System. For time's sake, I won't get into too much detail, but this system essentially would push the nose of the aircraft down by adjusting the aircraft's flight control, which controls its nose. So it would push the aircraft's nose down regardless of pilot input at a very strong and forceful amount. Does that make sense, Charlie?
1: Yeah, this might be stupid clarification, but does this... I know autopilot is becoming very popular, is this a type of autopilot in planes, or...?
0: Not really, in that autopilot systems, they are not autonomous. So autopilot, the pilots, the human pilots flying, have to tell the autopilot what they want to do. They tell it either a heading to fly, um, a location to go to, a speed to fly, and altitude to hold. Autopilots are not autonomous. They don't fly the plane for the pilots. This MCAS system, however, was autonomous in that it would detect the need to activate based off of a sensor. The sensor would tell the MCAS system how high or low the aircraft's nose was regardless of pilot input if it detected that the nose was too high it was going to do its part and push the aircraft's nose down regardless of what the pilots were doing
1: so the creation of this mcas system isn't this a big change for a variant this is a whole new
0: yeah um definitely a big change after the incidents um, the two aircraft mishaps um, the government was able to really get into a look into what was going on in the Boeing Corporation. As it turned out, Boeing was really well aware that this was a big enough change to warrant, we'll call it further training, right? needing to bring in pilots and teach them how to operate this new variant. Um, but Boeing absolutely wanted to avoid that. In fact, Boeing advertised well in advance that no additional training would be required for their new 737 MAX variant. So hopefully you can see the dilemma. On one hand, Boeing's advertised, hey, you won't need to train your pilots, this 737 is just like all the other 737s, um, your pilots will be ready to go on day one. However, with their creation of the MCAS system, which again was pretty necessary when the aircraft was nose um, raising its nose rapidly, um, the dilemma is now that Boeing has to train pilots. So that's the dilemma. Um, as we start to pivot to the law, I'll briefly conclude the facts, which is that Boeing was well aware of this dilemma. As opposed to um, coming straight forward and saying, hey, training may be required. We've put in this new system. Boeing completely covers it up. Not only do they not tell pilots, they don't actually even put it in the aircraft's flying manual, the actual book telling pilots about the plane. To make a longer story short, the MCAS system erroneously activates on the two flights in question, where the plane was actually flying normal, but a bad sensor reading led that MCAS system to activate. And just like I talked about earlier, without the pilots doing a thing, that MCAT system pushed the nose of their plane straight towards the ground. In both cases, the planes reached um, speeds at which the plane became uncontrollable. And in both cases, the planes crashed into the ground, uh, leaving no chance for survivors. So Jolie, as we pivot to the law, um, I wanna first talk about the idea of criminal culpability or corporative criminal liability. So corporations, as you well know, um, are considered to be their own entity. That being said, it is well established um, that officers and senior officials within a corporation can be held liable both um, in civil action and in criminal action for their action or inaction as a corporate officer. So the U.S. Department of Justice actually talks about this in Um, their justice department principles, which are available at the justice department website. In fact, one of those principles, 9-28.210, which is adequately titled focused on individual wrongdoers states prosecution of a corporation is not a substitution for the prosecution of criminally culpable individuals within or without the corporation goes on to say, and I think this this part here is key, absent extraordinary circumstances, no corporate resolution should provide protection from criminal or civil liability for any individuals. So hopefully you can see the road I'm starting to build here, which is um, just because a corporation reaches a deal with the Justice Department, that doesn't necessarily shield the individuals within the corporation. I'll bring up now an actual case where this was put into practice. So in a case decided in the Ninth Federal Circuit in 2008, it's called POM Wonderful LLC versus Purely Juice Incorporated. The defendant, corporation, and officer were sued for false advertising. Essentially, the company made juice. They advertised the juice as being like 100% real juice with no added sugar. Guess what? There was added sugar. Um, and they get sued for false advertising. Although this case may seem a little bit silly, um, it goes to show in the final disposition, the court ruled that the CEO, the corporate officer, was just as liable as the corporation for the torts which he authorized or directed or in which he participated, notwithstanding that he acted as an agent of the corporation and not on his own behalf. That's some reading from the holding there. But essentially, the CEO was held just as liable as the corporation.
1: So how similar was Muhlenberg's involvement as in this case?
0: Uncovered documents actually show the true extent Boeing went to cover up um, their MCAS system and what they were doing. I already talked about how they went through no effort to train pilots. They even essentially hid it in their flight manuals. But more than that, Boeing employees actually held a meeting, um, this was in 2013, to discuss their concerns with the MCAS system. i quoting here, if we emphasize MCAS as a new function, there could be additional training. That was Boeing's response. So the employee's concerns were essentially trotted on um, and Boeing decided that externally, this is another quote, externally we would communicate the MCAS system, as an addition to speed trim, so essentially they would pass it off as any um, just another system, a part of most aircraft. When, as we've already talked about, it was completely far from that. So while publicly pushing out and seeing record sales of their 737 Max variant, behind the scenes Boeing was essentially putting out wildfires. They could not let this MCAS system reach the public. And one of the saddest developments to come um, after the tragedies, the actual airline, Lion Air, which was the first airline to crash of the two, they actually emailed Boeing in and asked, wouldn't it be better to have some additional training for this new 737 MAX variant? Lion Air at the time didn't even know about the MCAS system. They just thought it would be prudent and more safe to have training, even if it wasn't going to be required. Boeing's response, and this is a quote from an obtained email, there is absolutely no reason for additional training. Subsequent logs show that Boeing officials actually mocked Lion Air for requesting the additional training. That training obviously would have been very helpful when the Lion Air pilots found their aircraft nosediving into the ground a few years later. And one last point I'll make about Muhlenberg's involvement is that Boeing as a corporation, in addition to lying to the public, lying to the airlines about their product, they're also lying to US regulators. So the FAA, they have engineers, which will work with corporations like Boeing when they're developing a new plant, a new plane. The regulators are checking for things just like this, for big enough changes to aircraft, that additional training should be required. Documents again obtained unfortunately after the incident went to show Boeing essentially committed fraud. They lied to the FAA engineers. They covered up completely the MCAS system. The FAA regulator had no idea this was a thing at all. And they did that again to to avoid the costs and to be ready to compete with Airbus and their A320neo. So in addition to lying to airlines and private entities they also lie to the federal regulators. So Joe from all we've talked about so far, what do you think should have happened to Boeing? They cover up this new system. the system kills 346 people. Um, what are you thinking is an appropriate punishment if any?
1: Well, based on the fact that they did have knowledge about this system and that sounds like they kind of thought there should be an additional training I'd say they should be held. Um, 100% liable for this. Like, there's pretty much no excuse for the lack of training that happened. Um, as far as punishment goes, I'm not entirely even sure what type of punishment can happen when you intentionally, it feels like, put this many human beings at harms, risk. Um, yeah, but I think whatever happens, it should be a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, and I like what you brought up, which was that this was an intentional act by Boeing. So, Um, Aviation can be inherently dangerous. Um, But these weren't really accidents. These were um, known, I won't call them deficiencies, but this was a known system that Boeing installed. They knowingly and actively covered it up. They did not train their pilots on what to do if the system acted up. And that's actually what led to the incidents. The pilots really didn't know what was happening in their plane. They just knew the nose of the aircraft was essentially being thrown towards the ground and um, horribly there was nothing they could do to stop it. So Julie, I think we both agree that something significant should have happened to Boeing. There should have been significant repercussions. Um, From my opinion, that's not at all what happened. So to to break the ice, what ended up happening is um, Boeing reached a deal with the federal government in what's known as a deferred prosecution agreement. So, ultimately, no Boeing officers to include Mr. Muhlenberg um, faced criminal prosecution. The Boeing Corporation itself did not face prosecution, but instead paid off any potential wrongdoing with $2.5 billion. As a part of their $2.5 billion settlement with the federal government, they received the protection, and I quote, Subject to paragraphs 26 through 30, the fraud section agrees, except as provided in this agreement, that it will not bring any criminal or civil case against the Boeing company relating to any of the conduct as described in the attached statement of facts. So nothing in that agreement actually tied the federal government's hands. First of all, the federal government obviously agreed um, to this with Boeing, but even through that agreement, nothing tied their hands from prosecuting individuals within the Boeing company, um, such as Mr. Muhlenberg. The agreement actually acknowledged the opposite. It states explicitly that individuals within the corporation could face charges. It says, and I quote here, In addition, this agreement does not provide any protection against prosecution of any individuals, regardless of their affiliation with the company. So I think that's one of the most upsetting things for me is that, first of all, the federal government instead of, um, and I'm not saying they needed to litigate the case, but they essentially settled for money. They settled for the $2.5 billion. What's more is even with that settlement, they still could have, and I think they should have, looked to prosecute individuals within the corporation, especially Mr. Muhlenberg so i i don't think i'm too off by rockers for for suggesting that mr Muhlenberg can be prosecuted um and because of that i want to turn to uh the 20 uh, 2011 i believe it was um an agreement again with the federal government this time with the bp corporation so bp you may remember the big oil spill um, of the early 20 or the late 2000s um in BP's agreement, not only did they pay more than Boeing did here, which was $4 billion, they actually agreed to plead guilty, and they did so, to felony manslaughter crimes. As a result of their oil spill, 11 people ultimately would die, which is very unfortunate. Um, and I don't want to compare lives, but 11 people were lost. BP pleads guilty. They face manslaughter. Here, 346 deaths. Not one manslaughter, not one criminal charge is brought.
1: Wow, that's actually so sad. Um, why do you think Boeing didn't face the same criminal charges as BP?
0: Um, I wish I had a, I wish I had the federal government's answer to that, because in both cases it was the federal government prosecuting or had the potential to prosecute these companies. Um, I think a big part of it, Boeing was and really still is a a powerhouse of the American economy. There used to be a saying in aviation, if it ain't Boeing, I ain't going, Uh, and that just spoke to the the trust and confidence most people had in the Boeing corporation. And This was certainly a a flaw, but it was a surprising one for the corporation. Um, But I wish I, I had a better answer to that. And i think that ties in nicely with how we can conclude which is the idea of effective punishment so this is a topic we talked about a bit in class but um, for a punishment to be effective the cost must outweigh the benefits so if the rational criminal sees that the benefits um, that he or she can collect for a crime outweigh the costs, they're likely to commit that crime and they'd be rational to do so and in this case i think the bill doesn't at all fit. Um, You have 346 people dead. You have fraud, lies, a cover-up, which led to it. In the BP oil spill, you could point to, obviously there was some um, negligence, but um, it was much more unforeseeable. In this case, when you literally had employees within your business saying, hey, this is a problem, hey, we need to you know do something about this. I just think the level of, of criminal culpability is so much higher. Um, it really uh, disheartens me as an aviator. It makes me both mad and sad the, the outcome of this situation. Um, for most now, their trust and confidence in the aviation industry is gonna be significantly downgraded. And I just think of the pilots who were flying that aircraft um, before all these revelations came about. The idea of flying a machine that you don't fully know about, and the reason you don't fully know about it is because you are lied to by the plane's manufacturer is just mind-blowing. Um, um, well, that's all the time we we have for this podcast. Uh, Jolie, I just wanna say thank you uh, for joining me. Thanks for having me. And if I could, Jolie, I'll just ask, what, what are your final thoughts or opinions? Um, I know I'm obviously a little bit upset, um, just from the pilot perspective, but just what are your closing thoughts on, on what we've talked about?
1: Um, honestly, I'm super disappointed in the, um, the government for letting this happen for not holding Boeing accountable and seeing how many lives that they have in their hands every day in America, just with how much they dominate the um, industry. So it's kind of sad to see that they didn't um, set more of a precedent with them
0: and like what happened. Yeah, I completely agree, and you're completely right, because at any given moment, uh, there's about 10,000 Boeing aircraft flying passengers around the world, so a lot of trust um, was placed in them, and at least for me, a lot of trust was lost. So, thank you again for listening. You made it this far. You're probably Professor Kinsley, Professor Harris, uh, but that's okay. Uh, but this concludes today's episode. Trial by Billions. Boeing gets away with murder.